Hello, this is Emmanuel Obonaya. This is our third teaching in this series on the story of the birth of Jesus. When you read Matthew 1 verse 1 to 17, it initially looks like boring stuff as you see that such and such gave birth to such and such and this person was the father of the other person, on and on and on it goes. But then, observe that record keeping was what made it possible for us to have that accurate historical family tree. God is a meticulous and diligent record keeper. You also notice that God loves order and arrangement. For example, in Matthew 1.17, we read, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. From this verse, you see that beyond record keeping, we serve a God of order and arrangement. God is not haphazard. He seems to love doing things after a specific pattern that he chooses. Now all of that goes to show that God is organized. So out of Matthew 1 today, we're looking closely into the fact that God keeps records, that he's orderly, and that he's organized. First of all, speaking about keeping records, this cannot be done without writing. We are told many things about writing in scriptures. We're even told that a lot of writing goes on in heaven as records are kept there. God writes. Exodus 24 verse 12 and Exodus 32 verse 16 are just two examples where we see that God wrote. God wrote on tablets of stone. These were slabs of clay used for writing by inscription back in those days. In Proverbs 3 verse 3 and Proverbs 7 verse 3, the Bible speaks about the tablets of our hearts. So now we understand that God wrote on stone tablets in the Old Testament as a type and a shadow of what he would do later. He did that to show that in the New Testament, he would write his laws on the tablets or writing parts of our hearts, just as Hebrews 8.10 and Hebrews 10.16 say. In scriptures, we see that God also instructs several times that we should write. But then what should you write? In Jeremiah 30 and verse 2, God told Jeremiah to write in the book everything he had told him. Today, we have the book of Jeremiah because Jeremiah obeyed God. Now, even until this day, God wants you to write down in the book the things that he tells you. You know, God prepares us ahead of time and he often gives us answers before the questions arise. If you develop the habit of writing down the things God tells you, you'll find sometimes that several years to come, the answers you will need will be found in the things that you wrote several years before then. So write down what God tells you. Also, you should write down what God shows you. God told Habakkuk in Habakkuk 2 and verse 2 to write down the vision he had. God also wants you to write down visions and revelations he gives to you. Write them down. Oh, I could stay on this point for hours. Those who write what God shows them are sometimes more effective in the prophetic than those who do not. Finally, in 2 Peter 3 verse 1 and Ephesians 3 verse 3 to 4, we see Peter and Paul speaking of how they had written things with the purpose of being a blessing to the believers by stirring them up and imparting understanding to them. You too can write for these same reasons. You can cause people's passion for God to be stirred and you can write down what you know so as to bring others to a place of understanding through your writings. The Spirit of God is saying to someone listening to this, write.